Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. A conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Lynn Melling. And I'm Jody Gruen. And we do this for fun. Jody and it's Lynn and we are here recording this episode not at the trailhead but in fact over zoom because today we are chatting with someone who lives in one our one of our most favorite places the north shore of Minnesota he is Christian Dahlbeck an incredible photographer who's become very well known in the upper midwest for his breathtaking images of Lake Superior they're absolutely surreal it's incredible Christian, we are so delighted to talk with you. Welcome to We Do This for Fun. Wow, this is going to be fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I'm excited Hello, to be here. Well, I've been super lucky to get to know Christian over the past year. So my husband, Ian, um, one of the twins, we, Christian, we call them the twins. Jody's husband, Andy, and, and Ian are very similar anyway. That's why. so Ian is shooting a documentary film about Lake Superior called Freshwater shameless plug um the feature length film will premiere this February 19th in Duluth you can go to 515productions.com for more information on the event so we'd love to see you there it's open to the public but Ian met Christian while you guys were getting under photographs together from no while Christian was getting photographs from under water in Lake Superior in January. So, okay, Christian, swimming underwater in Lake Superior during winter, would you say you do this for fun? Yeah, and to stay warm because it's usually cold above the surface. So (laughs) (laughs) water, as long as it's moving, it's 32 and up, right? That's balmy. Sure. Yeah, it's, it is balmy. So Christian, what do you wear? What do you wear for this, this fun underwater? I have a bunch of different wetsuits and semi-dry wetsuits and anywhere from like a three mil recreation suit to a, an eight millimeter, um, like a, a commercial dive suit almost. So, and, and most of the winter I'm wearing the eight millimeter suit, which is hard to get in and hard to move and compared to the other suits. And that keeps me pretty warm for at least an hour, if not longer, if I'm working hard out there wait you're in you're in the water for an hour or more i've been in there three hours i know at, at the most when I, when there's been a lot of surfing action <laughs> goodness yeah. okay so you're in a suit that you can't move very well in and you're <laughs> swimming and you're yeah. making art yeah i got i'm, I'm dressed like um a snorkeler like a scuba diver without his tanks. I even wear a, a weight belt because if the waves are coming pretty big, I go underneath. There's nowhere else to go. You go to the bottom. So I, I got a whole kind of a free diving, snorkeling, taking pictures thing I do. Wow. <laughs> so what do you love about that clearly you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it so what do you love about we'll get to the photography in a second but just being in the water being underwater yeah what what is it that fills your cup about that there's something about it where you kind of feel like you're one with it i guess and um the you're, you're like 
no one else is out there usually there's there's some people now you know when, what when i'm when i'm not shooting the surfers i'm just shooting sunrise and usually no one is in the lake doing sunrise but there has become a few around here that get in the lake now and but i never seen any before that but being out in the water and then my back pain kind of sucks at times or isn't fun at times my back pain is can be a uh, hard to move around <laughs> and you get in the water and even when it's moving me around, I'm kind of weightless and I let the water move me around and use my fins to get into certain areas. And I learned to let the water help you get to the right places. And so I guess the answer is like, man, I just become one out there and try to be part of the water and, and find the movement. And, and I feel like I'm part of it. I love that. Like the rhythm of it all. Yeah. I could and, keep going, but it's getting kind of long. Um, well, and how, how, I mean, how does one start, I mean, how does one have the idea that they should get into the water in the middle of winter and photograph what's yeah. happening with the waves, the people, you know, I mean, how did you decide that this was going to be a thing for you? It, it, it was kind of someone else's idea. It was one of my <laughs> Facebook fans from before I got in the water, I was, getting pretty popular with landscape stuff. And I was always right on the edge of Lake Superior. So I was right there shooting the waves and even the surfers. But then um, this one fan of mine sent me a link to uh, Ray Collins, which is an Australian water photographer and he does art stuff. And he's got a story even similar to mine. And uh, I didn't really even know of him, but I watched this and I thought, no oh, man, I, I can't afford the, put my camera in a housing and stuff that's expensive. And then I thought, well, I used to scuba dive back and even worked at a scuba dive shop back when I was 15, 16. And now the photography, I started thinking I got to put those two together. Cause I always wanted to be a photographer underwater back when I was a scuba diver. So, but never got to it. Cause hmm. anyway, so this is all coming together and I'm going, well, I'll run down to Duluth and grab a wetsuit, cheap wetsuit. And, uh, and then uh, I got a GoPro, so I'll go down to Park Point and I'll grab some shots with the GoPro, see what that looks like. And I got some waves with the with the lift bridge in there and a sunset, and I thought instantly, yeah, I'm just going to bite the bullet and order the housing because this is incredible. The point of view, you know, of the camera looking out of the lake and back at the subject uh, land or lighthouse or whatever your subject is, it's, it's something that I've never seen other than promotion photographers and and uh I, you know i just thought well with the right gear we can do this and that's how it was kind of started and then my my tripod started staying at in the truck more and more and more and i just want to go swimming every day now that that you know that i get out and the lights right hmm. so i'm kind of addicted to jumping in the water wow and yeah. photography. I love what you've said about how Lake Superior and being in the water and the, and the waves, like it, it's a different subject matter every yeah. time you go out. I mean, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, it is different every day. And um, some days I'm just going for waves and that's kind of my thing is getting in the wave and getting the light and everything. But there's not waves every day, even on Lake Superior. There's days where it's flat as a flat as glass, 
and then you then there's reflections so then i use like a, a dome on the front of the housing and it's got enough surface area you can see below and see above and uh that's a really cool look i, I seen people in the ocean doing that too and at first i thought nothing really that exciting below in lake superior being no real colorful reefs and all that and the fish are very scarce you rarely see a fish out there but actually the rocks below water when they light up with the light and everything are some of the best shots yeah. i got out there. oh i and, love and, those photos of the rocks and and, and the reefs the, with the different uh, shapes and there's there's just so much out there that i haven't even seen yet so i'm excited to see it still that's awesome. How many years have you been doing this? Um, I started photography in 2012, but the water thing has been since 2015. Okay. Hmm. Has anything yeah. has anything changed that you've seen in the last, so what it would be, five, six, seven years? Have, has anything changed in the lake that you've seen over the last few years? It, it changes a lot. So... I, I see it going up and down a lot. Like right now, the lake is really low. I'd say it's two and a half feet low compared to normal on the dock down in, down by my house in Agate Bay. I watch that water line all the time because the water line will make a difference on how I do my photography because it shows how high the water is on huh. each reef where I shoot waves and stuff and how each. So if it's too low, a reef will be sticking out of the water where if it's too high, it's the reef's too low to make waves, you know, under the surface. So um, right now it's really low and works good for some spots, but not others. So but as far as that, I don't know, it's kind of up and down. Hmm. And and then I, I think they, they can vary how much water is in the lake by the locks and all that too. But, and then, um, temperature changes are kind of different too it was warm this summer where the last two summers it wasn't very warm but maybe the third three years ago it was warm like that for a couple of weeks where we got into the 70s and and um i don't really remember it from before because i i know when i swam when i was a kid i'd jump in in july you know when it's hot or august and actually the lake isn't even warmed up until September is what I uh -huh. know now mm -hmm. because yeah. it takes all summer to warm up that amount of water. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and on the North shore, I don't think I, I don't think I see the algae blooms and stuff they talk about like on the other side, cause there's more spots that sit more where the North shore is always kind of bumping and, uh, doesn't have any, any bays that sit, you know? But I've, I've, I've seen some of the stuff that they're talking about on their algae blooms and stuff. I haven't been in them. It's so cool what you say, though, like noticing like temperature, noticing, yeah. you know, like the, the change in um, the depth of the. I mean, that really, truly what you said is actually true. Like you become one with you have a yeah. deeper appreciation and connection with that lake than most, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I wear a temperature gauge on me every time I'm in there. So I'm watching it all the time and, you know, and, and it can change on me where in the summer it can be really cold. And then I'll go back with my warm suit on to be warm. And overnight the wind blew from the other end of the lake or whatever and pushed in the water. And all of a sudden it's warm 
you know, or mm. vice versa. So it, it, it does change on me. <laughs> and well, and you've kind of changed on it. I mean, you talk about how you grew up on Lake Superior and you just yeah. totally took it for granted as a kid. So right. when did that switch for you where you're like, oh, wow, this is this is a magnificent body of water that I live on. I guess more so with when I got into the photography and and gave up my uh, drinking life and all that, the drinking days, and it it became where my eyes were open and started noticing, you know, all the cigarette butts around the shore and stuff. It's like, oh, man, we can't have this. And, and yeah, so the appreciation for the lake and every time I go out there and come in, I'd find stuff on the bottom or garbage and clean up and try to bring something into the garbage when I'm in the lake. And it isn't too bad on the North shore. Like I said, things don't sit too for a long time because of the gets so rough, but yeah, I've, I've found so many weird things, stuff from shipwrecks from the old, from way back and huh. all, the, all the way to a brand new Leatherman or, you know, a phone <laughs> or lots of phones off the end of break walls. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Cameras that people have dropped and I've connected <laughs> people from years in the, you know, that, yeah, like six year old camera, find the files. And then they, the people are connected with it again. In, in one You've day, done that? Yeah. Another time over in Apostle Islands or the mainland caves, I found a camera and it was underwater for 11 years. And, uh, that what it was 11 years from 2006. Mm. Yeah. 11 years and it was a group that was uh of kids in a school like an outdoor conservation school and that was their last day the camera fell in after taking a picture and it was a picture of them i put it on facebook and within that day or the next morning they were all connected and i sent them the camera back and wow then they knew where they were and stuff like they were in iowa and missouri or chicago or something like that they were all just all over that's so that was so pretty cool. interesting. Yeah. So you're a treasure so, hunter too. Yeah. <laughs> and agates. There's agates down there. I mainly leave the leave everything there because it's not mine. <laughs> Sometimes I'll bring a rock home and then I'll bring it back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any sort of pet peeves about the way that people treat the lake? I mean, things that you see. I mean Oh yeah. The garbage mainly, like yeah. in the parks, like at Split Rock. In the summer, I guess it's more tourists, and I don't, I don't know that I blame anyone individually, other than maybe that's just so many people. And um, like I have found diapers on the shoreline, uh-huh. and and I even had seen the people that had left it from the day before. So like I'd pick it up with my fin and bring it back and get rid of it. And <laughs> and then now there's masks and stuff in the lake quite oh, a bit. Yeah. So, we're probably going to see that all over the place, but yeah, I'll bring in what I can. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think, um, as far as like fishermen and everything and boats, it, everything seems pretty good at what I see. I don't know. It's mainly garbage is what I'd concerned about out there. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, I mean, Lake Superior is 10% of Earth's fresh water, which is just, it still blows me away when you think about that statistic, like 10% of fresh water on planet Earth is in Lake Superior. So it's just this really precious 
resource that we have to protect. And um, do you do you feel like more people are getting the message that you know fresh water is important to protect? Or it seems like it nowadays, because. I mean, look at the whole Boundary Waters thing and everything. I've seen that whole movement and everything. And I think that people are starting to um, realize that water is pretty important. I mean, it wasn't that many years ago in two harbors. We never even paid for water. You could run your water all day long. And now, you know, it's metered now. (laughs) But yeah and we we might take it for granted even living right on the north shore up here with so much water going into the ground and we don't have too much to worry about so far but wonder if a whole bunch of our boats broke open and we had diesel all over in the lake and i've seen diesel in the lake right in the bay down there because it's a shipping harbor and they they collect it and stuff and whatever but you know that it, there's still something left in there yeah. yeah, I think one of the places, I mean, what I've read, too, is one of the places that makes where you live so attractive to a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. in the near future, is the lake and the fact that yeah. climate change, people are coming to understand that it is, in fact, real and that where you live is potentially one of the most perfect places on the planet for a, yeah. a, a future living with climate change, like what our future looks like. So, Yeah. Don't take it for granted. <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel about that, Christian? Like you seem like like you talk a lot about how you like your space. You like being out where nobody else is. And now you've got people coming in on your turf. Yeah. And, well, especially since COVID, it's like yeah. that really sent a lot of people up the North Shore. And maybe it, at the same time or coincidence, just social media has that many people up the North Shore because North Shore has become... The highway is pretty dangerous in the summer. It's crazy how many people are up here. And we, I, I hate to say it, but we, we try to drive a little slower up there than what some people are driving like up there. I don't know. It gets pretty dangerous. I see life flight coming around up and a lot up and down there flying. And, huh. um, yeah, I don't know. It's just that I, I try to do my thing in the morning and everything and then there's there's only a few people out there in the morning that early at right at sunrise in the summer but like because i've tried to stop at split rock in midday and on a weekend and um, i'm usually frustrated you can't even park and mm-hmm. and then kids are throwing rocks and stuff around and you know my housings are laying there it's like ah oh, this isn't for me it's like I, I like my morning and my whole thing all by myself and then i i get in the truck and i take a back roads home and look for owls or deer or whatever and drink my coffee and by then i'm ready to edit and um yeah it's like i got a whole procedure that probably keeps me sane is that whole thing getting yeah. in the lake and driving home in the woods. And and then as long as I don't see too many people, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> oh, that sounds so lovely. It was looking for deer and drinking or looking for owls. Sorry, looking for owls and drinking coffee sounds yeah. sublime. With no other humans around, yes. sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah. And if there are, I hope they're my friends. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I have another, as you were talking about doing your thing, I have another question with regards to your thing. Um, 
do you go out with kind of an intention of what you want to capture or a story that you want to tell? Or, I mean, I guess that's the question. Yeah. Um, I usually have a vision of what I think I'm going to get. And it's never usually that. It's usually something <laughs> else just because the weather is different and the sunrise is different. And um, But I'm usually going for that perfect uh real nice red sunrise with perfect waves or else a perfect reflection, one of the two. But there's days where I know it's not perfect and I just go and get in and to be in and stuff too. Sometimes I don't even take a picture and I'll just go in and swim around and then get out hmm. and look in the woods or something on the way home, like I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those photos in the lake are just so, they're like, they're eerie and beautiful yeah. and so i mean they're just it's like it's otherworldly like it doesn't mm -hmm. even seem earth-like but to yeah. know when that we live in is, yeah. well, i was gonna say like when the water before it turns to white water where it's all still in in contact with each other before the air molecules get in it it kind of like stretches even with into bubbles and stuff i catch a lot of bubbles on the lip and and um and then it turns to white water you know and it's gone that the shape is gone you'll never see one again huh. so it's like wow. a snowflake too it's like every wave yeah. is kind of especially the little ones the little ones are better than the big waves because there's they're just more details to them what i um th that was really powerful just thinking about that like you're not gonna ever see that same wave again and what a right. exercise in mindfulness to really sit and observe and think I'm never going to see this wave ever again. Like yeah. this, this wave that I'm watching right now is never going to come back. I mean, that's, that's yeah. really, it's really powerful when you think about it. And I've seen incredible shapes where the camera didn't go off. I saw the whole thing and I was like, well, that was cool. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no but one else will was, ever see it. <laughs> but maybe, yeah, maybe it was meant just for you. Sometimes, right. you know, like you wonder about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and and then when I do see it in the back of the camera, and or just that I seen it, I do say, you know, thank you, God, but this is incredible yeah. that I got to witness this morning like this, and that is kind of like my my church every day too. Is huh. yeah, I, I I feel like I've I'm at peace when I am out there in the water. That helps a lot. Oh, I love we still that. do church and everything too, but that's, that's my other church. Like keeps me going all week long, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. yeah. Okay. What yeah. about danger? Oh yeah. And I was hoping that you'd bring it up because oh, yes. should just jump in a wetsuit and yes. jump in Lake Superior. And I've been in danger to where I thought I'd never come back up again. So, um, in the beginning, um, you can you can't just assume that you can throw on some fins and some snorkel and swim in Lake Superior. It takes quite a bit of learning how the lake works, and I I learned a lot from the surfers. That's what I, I watch surfing videos and how they get through the waves and talk to surfers. And you know, after I had my little, I got held down by three different waves at Stony with ten foot waves, and I was down for a long time. But it was almost like it was a message because I was headed to Hawaii the next week. <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of had a big head about the waves. I thought I knew what I was doing, and I didn't. I was early in on it. And huh. um, I, I was like, a, a surfer even said, 
no, man, I swam by him and he shook his head and he's like, don't go out there, Christian, don't do it. He's like, that's too big. And I went, nope, I'm going to get the curl. And I swam right out into it. And then here comes those three sisters, the big one, the big sets. And uh, I, I knew about them because I watched them from shore, but it's a different view from the, the water. And here it comes and it just put me right down and held me down and down and down and got up for a breath. And then another wave right on top of me. And then it took a fin away. So I only had oh one fin. And uh, I was yelling for help, but uh, no one really saw me there surfing. And I and the, the third wave knocked me to shore, and I saw a picture. Someone took of me with my head down low, walking with one fin, and I thought I'd never get in the water again, but I, I'm glad that I researched it. And then uh, uh, I, I went through, you know, all the, the safety precautions, and I, I, I don't just jump in the lake anymore. And so, like, if it's real big and stuff, I can shoot with a tripod from shore and don't have to prove nothing because, like I said, the best pictures come from smaller waves anyway. Hmm. Unless you're, yeah. you know, next to the surfer uh, for surfing, but that's a whole nother thing. And then you you got to have a buddy system with the surfers too. And otherwise, you're going to get a board in your face and get knocked out. And then what? You don't want to be knocked out in the water. Oh my God. Well, I wear a helmet and stuff and. Uh, not only for the surfers, but walking around in the winter, you can fall right down and wonder if you knocked your head down and then you're in the water. I mean, I wouldn't want to drown in two inches of water. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Safety, safety. So ice spikes, even walking out on the ice and yeah, it's, it's dangerous. So the more, you know, the better with, with yeah. Lake Superior or any water. So yeah. it wouldn't be a good idea for Lynn and I to just go grab by grab some <laughs> wetsuits no. and go just jump in and try it out. Not the no, best I, idea. Not not without someone that's uh, that knows what they're doing with you. Okay. And then they can right. they can um, show you how to do it. Or it's, so I feel like this is something that Jody would totally want to try. And then I'll just sit on the shore and watch <laughs> yeah. because that's kind of how Jody and I operate. Where I'm like, yeah. I really don't feel like doing that. That doesn't sound like fun to me. But Jody is just all in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. you will have to. So I need it. to find a guide to take me to do these adventures. This is not something <laughs> yeah. just kind of like the Boundary Waters. We were discussing, you know, like you don't go to the Boundary Waters as an inexperienced person alone. Right. Right. or with a friend who's also inexperienced, you do need to have somebody that understands even the general concept <laughs> yeah, a little better than you point. do. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's way out there. No one around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same thing in Lake Superior. There's no one around out there to save you if you're just out there and you didn't tell anyone. And, and then even if there is someone on shore, what are they going to do if you're in trouble out there? If, if they don't have a wetsuit on, they right. can't just run in without a wetsuit because right. then you have two people in trouble. And yeah. 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 Instead, you're just traumatizing a bystander. So, yeah. yeah. And, and right. so, and, I mean, I'm all for it, but be careful, be really careful and, and learn what to do. And, and yeah, talk to people that know the water in your area. And yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, Christian, I, we could talk to you all day long, but I know yeah. you've got pictures to take places to go. So we'll just, I think, 
I just want to put, give a shout out that you can follow Christian on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. His handle is Christian Dahlbeck photography. We'll include that in the show notes. His website is the same Christian Dahlbeck photography. You guys, you've got to to follow, check it out. It, I, I I love seeing you show up in my feed. So it's pretty. like a, just a uh, present. Every time I see one of your pictures pop up in my feed, it just brings me so much joy. Um, Christian will also be featured in the Freshwater Film documentary, so you can see him on the big screen and hear more of his story, which is so powerful. Um, uh, the event is February 19th. Um, the film premiere will also serve as a fundraiser for the Large Lakes Observatory at UMD. So please go to 515productions.com backslash freshwater for event information and tickets. And I'm hoping Christian might be there in person. Uh, so if there are any fans out there that want to meet him get an autograph, get an autograph. Oh, yes. I think. Yeah. I plan on being there. Maybe I'll have some calendars left that I can sign for someone. And oh wow, that would be yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Christian, yeah. thank thank you so much for for being our guest. It's just been so wonderful to talk with you. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I liked it. <laughs> As always, we welcome your questions and feedback. Email us at we do this for fun podcast at gmail.com. We'll be dedicating future episodes to answering your questions. So let her rip, whether it's about gear purchases or tampons and IBS in the wilderness. We don't judge. Been there, done that. Nothing is off the table. And thanks for listening.